Welcome to episode number 81 of Take Him With You for August 15th, 2010. This week we talk about doctor visits and weddings, plus some more really cool stuff. Stick around. Yes, all sorts of good things today. We're going to talk about Eureka, the TV show on sci-fi, and uh, Indiana Jones in HD. Plus, our big topic of the day is called Life Saver, and not like Saver as the ones you eat when you were a kid, but we're talking to talk about savoring life and what does it mean to live our lives for a purpose. Stick around. The Earth belongs to the Nereza, and only one hope remains, Project Eden. An ocean and thousands of miles infested with monsters separate the companions from their last hope for salvation. And all the while, an unseen hand guides their every move. After the dawn comes the morning, but with the light comes the inescapable truth. The human race needs a miracle. Martians Are Here podcast, available on iTunes and through themartiansarehere.com. Yeah, people should uh, go to martiansarehere.com, themartiansarehere.com, and download the latest episode. A lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, it's time to find out what's going on at the Moyers' house. I'll take him with you. Well, I don't know how women do it. What do you mean? Do what? Well, I mean, you ladies, for some reason, can do doctor visits better than men. I don't know what the deal is with that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I mean... Was well, we it because you guys have babies and, and you, you get poked and prodded and, and have all this stuff that you can handle doctor visits better than men? Well, that may be kind of a general maybe too general of a statement because i'm sure there are some women that don't like to go i don't mind going to my doctor i just don't like the bills that come after so that's why yeah. i avoid going well I, we're act, i'm actually yeah. very good friends with our family doctor so yeah i'm sorry um, i'm making all this noise but i'm trying to adjust my mic there we go okay so i'd rather see our doctor socially though it's less expensive <laughs> well that's that's for sure i i i can't believe how much um medical care costs nowadays we we have health insurance mm-hmm. uh, but we have kind of like the catastrophic kind <laughs> so yeah, we have a huge deductible and so basically if we go to the doctor for anything minor we basically pay through th- out of our pocket for yeah. it yeah but, but, but it, if something was yeah. to be really wrong well then we would be covered and we could you know that that would be fine but yeah anyway yeah, such is life. You know, you buy what kind of insurance you can afford to buy. And in, in this market, 
insurance is very expensive. It is so. very expensive. It's such a gamble, but it's important. As The older we get, obviously, the more we need to have. <laughs> have something. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to have something. You never know. You just don't yeah. know what's coming up. And I know some people would say, well, insurance is a fraud and all this different stuff. But, you know, you got to have it. So Yeah, I mean, a lot of times I'm not even sure if some hospitals will even take you if you don't have insurance. I think they have to. Okay. I, I don't know they what the rules look are, at you but funny, though. oh, you can. <laughs> I mean, there's different levels of care, obviously, for how much money you have. We've noticed yeah. that. Well, yeah i I was um, dealing with an elderly person um, that has resources, and they were needing to go into an assisted care kind of facility, and it was amazing the options they had compared to somebody who didn't have finances. Money, right? Yeah. Um, they said, well, you have a lot of options because you can pay cash. And right yeah. now they want the cash. So, yeah, yeah um, for that person, it worked really well. But we've known other people that haven't had any money and were on Medicaid. And, and then they get put in this just not very good like place. They have to share a room and they don't get very good care. And, and you're thinking, wow, this is what a weird way that life turns sometimes. Yeah. Well, anyway, all that to say, um, I had to go to the doctor, and I don't like going to the doctor very much. Um, <clears throat> I am very glad you went to the doctor, and I'm not going to say how long it had been, but it had been way too long. Yeah, it's well, a guy thing, I think, but yeah. Well, maybe, you know, I was I was just, yeah, anyway, I won't go into great detail, <clears throat> but just suffice it to say, um, I had to go back on taking insulin again uh, for my diabetes. Yeah. I won't say my diabetes, because I don't want it. Well, the diabetes that's in my family, in your family, and yeah. has been a pain to deal with, but we need to deal with so it. So I am Rick Moyer, the human pincushion right now. Yeah, but eventually, you're, I mean, you've got out walking again. Yeah. And for a while, due to different things, um, losing a toenail and <laughs> different things, you cut cut back on your walking, and, yeah. and now you're getting back there. And my friend Meds, um, <clears throat> who are, does the Waffle On podcast. Mm-hmm. He, um, he, we were talking back and forth. I told him I had to take insulin again, and he goes, "That's because you've been sitting down doing your podcast so much." You, see, I used to walk to work, mm-hmm. and work was only a couple it was miles two, away, two point two miles each so, way. So, so I did four miles a day on yeah, walking, almost four and a half. Yeah. yeah, and then sometimes you would walk on top of that, go on like sometimes not, you not very often, yeah, but yeah. anyway. Suffice it to say, I was out walking more, and that's really mm-hmm. good for you. You know, I'm not a real runner. I don't like um, I don't like biking as much, but I I don't mind walking because I can listen to podcasts and stuff on my iPod, mm-hmm. or and, talk with your wife if we're walking together. That's true too. And so <laughs> so walking is something I can do. Actually, walking is what most people can do. Yeah, that doesn't really take a huge amount of effort, just time. Mm-hmm. You know, and and right now when you when you know when you work for yourself and and you're doing podcasting and stuff like that, it's important to get out and do something because um, you can, you can schedule your time however you want to, and all of us have the same amount of time in the day. So well, and I find that in the afternoon I kind of have that afternoon slump where I really am not really productive at work, and I like to lay down and take a nap. But instead of that. Instead of laying down and taking a nap, I get my shoes and jacket on and I go out on a walk. And I find that I come in and I'm more alert and I can get Why back is, to work and so feel what's, better. So what's the deal? Why is it some days I feel fine taking a walk, other days I just am not motivated? Is that everybody like that? Um, yeah, I think so. I I try to walk seven days a week, but some days 
some weeks I only make six because <laughs> I mean like this last weekend we had a wedding and um, it had rained all day long and when we got back it was a little bit later and I didn't get my walk in and I was just like not motivated to go out in the rain and sure. in the dark and sure. go walking. <laughs> sure. So, you know, but most of the days I <coughs> most excuse, days I try me. to get out there. I, I find that it, it really energizes me and helps me clear my head and sure. get started again like a second wind for the day. Yeah, I just getting around and moving is a good thing for us, but mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so anyway, I have to take insulin now to keep but the good news is the last couple of days uh my sugar levels have been down to to somewhat normal, which better. is way better than yeah. they were. So that's good. <laughs> Much better. Yeah, so we'll see how things go and uh everybody out there listening if you just pray for us and pray for me mm-hmm. that uh, I can get a grip on all this different stuff. There's a lot of a lot of different things contributing to what how I was feeling, but I feel a lot better now, so that's mm-hmm. good. But just keep praying that uh, again the big D word discipline. Uh, who likes that? Nobody. <laughs> I don't know anybody that does. Except for we do like the results of discipline. Yeah, I think of my friend Brian who's a he does what do they call those? Uh, tri- yeah, all sorts of different stuff. He's really Iron, awesome. Ironman things. He rides his bicycle like fifty miles and does all the. You know, he lives in Arizona and it's got great weather and got a great attitude about life. He's very fit. Him and his wife and and he's very inspirational to me. So I always get it. Brian, if you're listening, love what you do, man. Thank you mm. for being a good example. And yeah, someday I'm gonna look like you. <laughs> I don't know if I can ever do that. Yeah. You never know. It would take a lot of that D word, though. <laughs> a lot of D words. Yes, it would. I, I, I would need a lot of the D words. And word the S word be. for spandex. <laughs> no spandex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Never mind. Yeah, no spandex. Okay, so enough of that. I, anyway, I had to go uh, get an ultrasound and some x-rays and... Uh, Gosh, I don't know how women do it. I mean, that, and those were just not very, they weren't very invasive at all. So can't imagine having all sorts of other tests. Yuck. But you're ticklish, so you felt tor- like oh, you had tickle torture. Well, it wasn't just <laughs> ticklish. My ribs were sore. for. I don't know if I pulled a muscle or what it was. But yeah. the nice part is it doesn't show any tumors or masses. I'm fine. Yeah. So that's good. No, just We just got to get no the blood pressure and blood or, sugar down. No gallstones or kidney stones. Correct. We're concerned about that. Too, yeah, so yeah. we're okay. I'm okay. Yep, just getting over pulled muscle now. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, so um, here we are. We oh, we talked about the doctor visits. Um, did you want to say more about the wedding? Oh, we just I just got to do a wedding for a young woman that was in my youth group years ago, and got to go out to to a, the beach and do a wedding. It was raining though. They were going to do it outside, but they ended up doing it inside a tent, mm-hmm. big big fancy tent. It was really nice. But anyway, we had a great time yeah. with that. So Whitney really and pretty. Jason, congratulations. Mm-hmm. And then this weekend... Um, I'm taking pictures for a guy named Danny, mm-hmm. a classmate of mine from way back. And then you have two more weddings coming up in September, I no, think. No, I've got a, I've got a, another wedding photo shoot that I'm doing for my friend Buddy um, on the 28th. Okay, that's the end of this month. And then in September you're performing another ceremony. Yes, in September I do another I do another officiation of a wedding for my friend Gary. Yeah, who was so, in our youth group twenty four years ago. That's <gasps> Oh wow. Yeah. I thought something was yeah. wrong. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just sorry. She does it all the time. <laughs> Her and Catherine are like this reactionary people. Okay, I have to tell, since you brought up Catherine, I have to say something that's not on our notes. Oh, no. This was so funny. Catherine and I went to the library last night. Okay. 
and um, we like to put things on hold, look up books and, and audiobooks that we like to want to listen to or read. Okay. And without knowing it, we both put the same book on hold. So she went and got the stuff off the shelves and put it on the um, on the desk to check out. And we both just started laughing. And I looked at the librarian because I said, oh, you got that too? And she goes, yeah. And I said. So you guys had two of the same books? Yeah. I looked at the librarian and I said, ah, I guess we're going to have our own book club. That's because we are reading this, going to be reading the same book at the same time. Oh, okay. I'm we sorry. I didn't our, get it. I was like, what? Well, Catherine and I have our own book club. Anyway, our favorite author just put out a new book, Robin Jones Gun. So um, we're going to both be reading it. And we have fun. Actually, sometimes we'll read the same book literally. Like, we'll yeah, hand each other off the I, same I book. Like, she'll get to read it till 11 o'clock, and then I'll go in her room and grab it, and I'll read it till 11.30 or 12. Um, so, yeah, we Things have a... hilarious. We like reading the same books. So. I still have to... St- I got Jurassic Park, and I haven't even... I cracked it open for a minute, and then I haven't been able to because everything's been busy. Well, that... And you don't always have the best attention. When you do have a good... Like if we're on vacation, you can sit down and read a book in like a day or two. You read really fast, but yeah. sometimes... I don't get vacation anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple of years since you've got to read a book like that. But yeah, but yeah you know, <clears throat> on with the list. <laughs> we are, so we, we talked about weddings, my, my book club. I've been, really, uh, I've been really enjoying the sci-fi original um, series Eureka. What's going on? What's that? Was that the PUD truck outside? <laughs> we Okay, we have a power company called the PUD, Public Utility District. And uh, they are putting in a, of course, at our house. Last week it was the recycling that uh-huh. you got to hear go. A few uh, few months ago you got to it hear chainsaws. chainsaws. They were cutting down trees. Now they're putting a new power pole in in the backyard. And we either heard a radio or a megaphone just go off. Um, so if you hear this drilling sound and pilings being hammered and guys walking around in our backyard, that's what's going on. Yeah, and hopefully, a new power pole. Hopefully, our power won't go out in the middle of recording. <coughs> I have today. a backup system, so we should be okay. Okay, for a couple minutes. Anyway. For at least a couple minutes, yeah. My friend Wendell got me a uh, a UPS. Yeah, I have, Uninter- uninterrupted power supply. By the way, that's what that means. I have one, but right now my laptop's not plugged into it because I'm over here. Recording. Oh. Yeah, but, but you have a battery on your laptop. You'll be do. fine. Yeah. I so can. anyway, if we lose power, we lose power. Mm-hmm. I just hope we don't lose the podcast. Yeah. So, so anyway, I've been really enjoying Eureka. Mm-hmm. It is a very unique show, and I thought it was. Um, it's very geeky. Yes, it's very geeky, but I really like it. The music is cool in it. The characters are really fun, and they have Boltar from uh, Battlestar Galactica on it now. James Callis. Is that how you say his name? Callis. <laughs> don't ask me. Well, anyway, he's really good in there. And um, uh, Will Wheaton, Wesley Crusher, was on it the other day, and he's mm-hmm. going to be back. And then I found out that Felicia Day, who does the Guild, mm-hmm. um, she is going to be on the show as well as one of the, I guess she's a scientist. And then um, there's going to be some love interest going on between her and Will. Huh. Interesting. Mm, I think that was a spoiler, but that's okay. Well, they talked about it. They I mean, aren't major characters in no. the thing. but, but They it's could a- be. You never know. It's a cute show, it, and one thing that's very unique about the show is that it's, they change things up all the time. Well, yeah, you know? they rebooted it, like, uh, what, twice now, three times? Yeah, they, like, 
different dimensions and different I don't know things just shift and they always have the same characters but they they might have a different take on things and yeah. it, that's what makes the show kind of fun because mm-hmm. it's never really it doesn't get boring mm-hmm. so anyway I really like Eureka you guys should watch it and let us know what you think of Eureka on sci-fi that's S-Y-F-Y <laughs> I still like the old way yeah me too <laughs> how to spell kind it kind of crazy <clears throat> and then uh, the other th- cool thing is um, we have this uh, channel called HDNet on uh, our Dish Network. Mm-hmm. And I've been able to watch some classic movies like Tron and and Indiana Jones and, and uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark and mm-hmm. Temple of Doom. And they just played uh, The Last Crusade, Indiana Jones' The Last Crusade, and uh, in HD. And it, wow, it's so awesome looking. It was very loud. I was trying to work in the next room, and you guys, you and Andrew, were watching oh, it. Was it. So it was good, you know, blasting. I didn't really like the Temple of Doom that much because it was real dark and everything. Yeah, there were moments that I thought were good in it, um, and it's actually set before Raiders of the Lost Ark. Did you know that the first one? It's really? actually supposed to be set in time before. Hmm. Well, anyway, I didn't really like that show, but I did like Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was, you know, obviously a very action oriented movie. But The Last Crusade, for some reason, has so many classic scenes in it that are just from a from a filmmaker and from a fan point of view it, they're just fantastic i mean the 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 humor between sean connery and harrison ford and and junior. the junior yeah <laughs> and i mean there's some obviously some questionable morals in the, in the story but that's okay i mean it's it's a it's just kind of a, a a crazy movie but it's so well done i was so impressed but to watch it in hd was just a treat and i I saved it on her hard drive. And what did you think of the the last Indiana Jones movie? Um, the Crystal Skull. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have to watch it again. I I thought it was kind of cheesy. It wasn't as good. It kind of was more sci-fi than the other. It ones. was more sci-fi. I like that element of it. A lot of people don't or didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it was an Indiana Jones movie, but it didn't have the same flair and the same mm, quirkiness and the. There was just something classic about the first and the third one. Mm-hmm. There was just something about it that you watch it every time and you laugh at the jokes and you and there's this this chemistry between the actors and actresses and it's just not there in the fourth one the same way. Yeah, it was pretty good though. Oh, but... I don't know. I have to watch it again. I'll tell you. How about if I watch it this week and tell you next week? Can you get it? I have week? it. We have it on DVD, dear. Oh. I didn't even know we had it. We, we hardly ever watch DVDs, though. It's really funny. Well, when you have HDTV, why? Okay. Blu-ray or nothing, man. Ah. Uh, or okay. HD. Yeah. So anyway, I'm geeky. I know it. But Indiana Jones and HD is awesome. HD now. I, I like that. I'm rocking that. Yeah. I thought fun. I heard you say something, but I think it's the, the people outside walking through our driveway. Oh, Yeah. The fun, the fun. <coughs> but you know what? We're really, I have to say one thing about the PUD. We had. The PUD is our public utility district, the power company. We had the power go out a couple years ago when we had that hurricane come through and we lost, you know, our roof and power. Nine was, days without power. Well, six days. I thought it was nine. It was six. It felt like nine. It felt like a month. But yeah. anyway, it was only six days. But I have to tell you that that PUD, we had so many. I mean, there were hundreds, if not thousands. There were thousands of trees down in, in oh, the yes. harbor. Yes. But hundreds on the roads. Yeah. And 
They worked nonstop. Many of them went several days without sleep. Yeah, I know. And so, you know, right now we're kind of like, boy, they're having a long coffee break. But, you know, there have been times where they've um, worked above and beyond the call of duty to get the power back on. Our whole county was out of power. And um, it was quite the disaster area. And so we're thankful for that. was my watch going off. The hard work that goes on. Sure. In they get paid like lots and lots of money, so I'm I, I do appreciate them, but they get paid lots and lots of my money. <laughs> so well, I've just got them replacing most of our light bulbs with the the cheaper, um, swirly kind. The swirly kind. What do you call those? Energy efficient. <laughs> the energy efficient swirly kind. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife, the technical geek. <laughs> We're supposed to have, except for, you know, one thing I thought about. What? We have so many computers on in our house. Most of the time, my daughter has a laptop for school. I have a laptop for work. Do you want to give the serial numbers out so people can come (laughs) take our computers? Well, I'm just saying, you have two monitors here for your recording. and, And then Andrew has one that he does gaming on. So it's like, sometimes we'll have five laptops going on. Uh, or five computers on at once. I'm going. So what's wrong with that? I just think that we've put out a lot of energy for it's not a bad thing computers, but that's you know what we do. So yeah, we're geeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's right. Okay, well uh, that's all that's going on. Around. Well, I mean, there's more, but we can talk about more of it later. Uh, let's uh, let's play this, and we'll be right back after it. Hold on. Our friend Casey, that we mentioned earlier, has never seen Empire. Or Jedi. What? No. I know. I nearly banished her. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective, on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Do you like my music I'm playing? Um, I love you. I got my synthesizer out and I'm playing music. Yeah, you, <clears throat> you like it. It's, it's very funky. Do you call this techno music? I don't know. It's just got. It's just a cool keyboard that I play. Yeah. But anyway, I put music behind it because I thought it'd be better than us talking about how we're doing financially <laughs> with some music behind it. <laughs> okay. How's that? Does the music help? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I just wanted to to. Um, let everybody know that if you wanted to help out Take Him With You podcast, we would really appreciate it. You know that we have thousands of downloads every month now. Mm-hmm. And if everybody that downloaded gave a few dollars uh, each month to the podcast, we would have more than enough to bring you all sorts of fun specials and, and music and all sorts of other things. And uh, that would be really cool. And then we wouldn't, uh, you wouldn't have to work... Um, 
a billion hours a week and it would help out a lot. I mean, I, I have work doing the Martians Are Here um, podcast and some website work and some other things. But it definitely, uh, we do rely on our folks that listen to the podcast to help support our family. So if that is something that you would like to do as a listener, you know, don't think that 5 or $10 is too little. That's actually really nice. And it really mm-hmm. helps out because if several people do that, it's wonderful. We have a lot of folks that give $30 a month. Or twenty dollars a month, and that really, yeah. really helps. A couple people, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and that's very, very helpful. Yeah. So, uh, if if you feel it in your heart that you want to help us out, that would be awesome. The other thing I wanted to let people know is that I'm working on um, a brand new project that is a uh, a sequel or a follow up to Stargazer. Okay. And um, uh, in order for me to do that, I'm going to need um, initially about four hundred bucks to get that project off the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't usually put out numbers like that, but if somebody's listening and they want to help um, finance the new project, the new music project, um, that's what I'm looking for is about $400. We do not have that extra. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to be able to put CDs out or really get rolling on that project until I have that money to be able to do that. So if you feel led to help out with that project, and, and I'll even put your name on the album and you know say, hey, you know whatever, whatever you're doing, you know if you have something you want to sponsor or whatever, that's cool too. Uh, but that initial $400 goes into making the first batch of CDs mm-hmm. and the artwork and all that jazz. And uh, then getting it put on the place where you can distribute it and stuff. So, well, another thing that that people could do is they could buy the Stargazer album that we mm-hmm. already have. They out. could. A and, lot of people have. Um, yeah, that's on iTunes or Amazon. Or Amazon. Mm-hmm. CD Baby. Yeah. There's a lot of places we have the Stargazer. So album. there might be people out there though that there might be a couple people that say, "Well, I'll give a hundred bucks towards that," and then um, that would be awesome, and then I could really get rolling on that. And I'd like to have that out um, in October, like I did the Stargazer CD. So a year from that being done, I'd like to start the new or have the new project out, and mm-hmm. uh, that's going to mean that I have a lot of work to do still. But uh, financing it is really the big thing right now. So mm-hmm. anyway. What's the title of your new one? Do you know yet? Do you want me to really say it? Well, I don't know. What do you think? No, I kind of want to wait because okay. only one person, other person knows kind of what I'm working on. And I'll tell you off, off. I won't, I won't do it on the podcast yet, okay. but it's really cool. You'll yeah. like the title of it. It's, it, it goes right along with stargazing mm. and you'll like it. Yep. And, and someday maybe we can go somewhere that we can see the stars. Well, other people can. Yeah. So anyway, if you feel led, drop me a line or send a donation in. You go to our website, takehimwithyou.com, click on the donate button. You can uh, set up PayPal to pay monthly, or you can just give a one-time gift, whatever you want to do, and that would be very appreciated. Okay, I don't like talking about money. Let's go on to uh, words of wisdom. All right. Okay, I'll take him with you. It's time once again for words of wisdom. Today we're in Genesis 45 and 46 from the Message Bible. Okay, here's verse 25. So they went up out of Egypt and came to their father Jacob in the land of Canaan. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he is the ruler of all Egypt. Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. But when they told him everything Joseph had said to them, And when he saw the carts that Joseph has sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And Israel said, I'm convinced 
My son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Chapter 46 So Israel set out on the journey with everything he owned. He arrived at Beersheba and worshipped, offering sacrifices to the God of his father Isaac. God spoke to Israel in a vision that night. Jacob, Jacob! Yes, he said, I'm listening. God said, I am the God of your father. Do not be afraid of going down to Egypt. I'm going to make you a great nation there. I'll go with you down to Egypt. I'll also bring you back here. And when you die, Joseph will be with you. With his own hand, he'll close your eyes. Then Jacob left Beersheba. Israel's sons loaded their father and their little ones and their wives on the wagons Pharaoh had sent to carry him. They arrived in Egypt with the livestock and the wealth that they had accumulated in Canaan. Jacob brought everyone in his family with him, sons and grandsons, daughters and granddaughters, everyone. Now, there's another section here in Scripture that goes through the entire genealogy. We're gonna, we're not going to read that. You can read that on your own time if you like, uh, from Genesis chapter 46, verses 8, all the way through 25. Then we're going to pick up in verse 26. Summing up, all those who went down to Egypt with Jacob, his own children, not counting his sons' wives, numbered 66. Counting in the two sons born to Joseph in Egypt, the members of Jacob's family who ended up in Egypt numbered 70. Jacob sent Judah on ahead to get directions to Goshen from Joseph. When they got to Goshen, Joseph gave orders for his chariot and went, and went to Goshen to meet his father Israel. The moment Joseph saw him, he threw himself on his neck and wept. He wept a long time. And that's where we're going to end this week's reading. So uh, we'll be back again next week uh, with the continuing story of Joseph. And their family reunion. Yeah, it's a big family reunion. <laughs> yeah. And kind of cool story altogether. Yeah. Then when we're all done with reading about the story of Joseph, then we'll kind of do a little summary. And we might even do a whole podcast just on, on Joseph himself, because I, I think we have talked about it before, but this might be a good time to just kind of sum it all up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds good. We'll be back in just a moment. Hello, my name is Meds. And I'm Kelly. And we are the presenters of Waffle On Podcast. Now, once you've finished listening to the brilliant Taking With You podcast... What in the wide world of sports is that? It's a podcast that's spiritual, but not religious, and all about Rick's geeky life. What? Does he like geeky TV? Indeed he does. What? Like TV we like from 1960 to 1999? Indeed, and that's why he listens to us. That's what we're about. We do British TV broadcast between 1960 to 1999. So come and find us. You can find us Podbean, just type in Waffle on Podcast or iTunes. We'd be honoured if you'd join us. Well, it's time once again for Food for Thought. Today, Life Saver. How do you savor life? I'll take it with you. This week on the podcast, since since I just went kind of through a health scare, you know, and you never, you really don't know. None of us really know when our last day on earth is. No, 
Our days are numbered, though. They are numbered, but but here's my point. None of us know when we're going to kick the bucket. We really don't. And <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I just now realize where they get that that um, movie afraid. title from. The, the bucket, bucket list. Yeah, is that's when what they I what I want to do bucket. before I die. Yes. <laughs> okay. My wife had a movie revelation right here on well, Taking With I, You. I just thought maybe they had a bucket and they put a list oh, their God. list in a bucket. <laughs> you're you're not, kidding, right? I, yeah, I just now got okay, it. Okay, this is coming from the woman that we, we were walking through the grocery store one time <laughs> and we were looking for meat to cook. <laughs> oh, no. And she saw a bunch of um, drum chicken drumettes. Yeah. And... and uh, now, I know that on a wing of a chicken, there's this little part that you cut off, and it's called the drumette. Well, she thought they all came from, they were little <laughs> miniature chicken legs. Well, because you call chicken legs drumsticks. Drumsticks, yes. So I thought drumettes were maybe, you know, from little chickens, or what are those little Cornish hens or something? Can you imagine the amount of Cornish game hens you'd have to butcher <laughs> to get those little... Never mind. Anyway. I'm sorry. I, I My dad hated chicken, so I, I didn't... I wasn't raised with a huge chicken <laughs> vocabulary. I have to say, I didn't have my first chicken breast until to eat until we were dating, and I was like 19 years old. And that's because all the brothers ate the other the chicken before you got it, and you only got I, like the leg oh, or something. And I, I didn't really like chicken growing up because we rarely had it because my dad didn't like it, mm-hmm. and so. And then when we did have it, I was the youngest of five kids, so my mom always gave me the drumstick. <laughs> and it had all those little veins and the, the little... Why are uh, we getting on a chicken sidetrack? I don't know. But now I now I just eat boneless, skinless chicken breast, and I'm happy. I like chicken. Yes. It yes. doesn't have any weird things in it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You got us on chicken. I'm sorry. Telling this story about my... Okay. Short chicken legs. <laughs> none, none of us know. I don't know how we got out of that, but none of us know when we're going to kick the bucket. None of us know when our time is up. It, you know, and it may be uh, sickness may get us. We may get in a car accident. We might die of old age. We don't know. Mm-hmm. We just don't know. That's one of the things about being human that's difficult. You just don't know how much time you have. Mm-hmm. So the whole point in life then is how do you get the most out of life while you are here? That is a good question. Because I think sometimes we don't, you know, when we're young, I don't know why it works this way, but when we're young, we don't think about dying. Then mm-hmm. when we get to be in our 20s and 30s, we just kind of enjoy life and we're trying to make money and do all the stuff we want to do. And then you get into your 40s and you start thinking a little bit more about the future and how you're going to retire. And you th- start thinking about, I'm going to have grandkids someday. All, the, all those things kind of kick in. And then when you get older, you start thinking, wow, you know what, my life is winding up mm-hmm. and then you actually start thinking about how you know making peace with god and and you know where you at and and how you're going to end your life and then you get uh significantly older and then you know you start to feel bad and you know there's, there's it's just a, such a weird cycle but really the last half of your life is when you think a little bit more about what you did the first part of your life mm-hmm. and what you want to get out of the next 40 years or so i'll never forget when my my counselor said to me well, what do you want the next 40 years? And I said, what are you talking about? I'd never thought about it. I never really, I was living for the moment and I really hadn't thought about what did I want to do with the next 40 years when I turned 40? Well, I think too, you know, in the last 20 some years of our marriage, we've been raising kids and you just, you know, you get concerned about, you know, providing for your family and Mm -hmm. 
taking care of your kids, making sure they're healthy and clothed and fed and, you know. And you kind of do that for a while. You just kind of get caught in the the living of, you know, daily yeah. life. Yeah. And it's hard to think beyond that when you're, you know, raising babies and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, as, as believers in God. Mm-hmm. You and I, um, we've read the Bible and and we understand some of the things that are in it. And there, there's a section that talks about, well, actually several sections in the Bible that talk about eternity and how long we have, mm-hmm. you know, and what happens to our lives when we pass away. The Bible says, and this is really interesting stuff, um, that to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, in other words, if you if you study it out in the Bible, you'll you'll find that it says. That if we are, if we have asked Christ into our heart, that when we die, we will go to be with God. Mm-hmm. So, so we don't have a lot to fear, even though it's scary to think about death. If in fact something bad happened to us and we didn't realize, that's your feedback there, dear. I'm sorry. If something, if something happened to us and we didn't know it was coming, and we are a believer in Christ then the Bible says that instantly we would be with God. So we mm-hmm. we have that like insurance policy, if that makes sense, that has already been bought and paid for by what Jesus did on the cross. So so death in itself doesn't have the same impact on a person that's a believer than somebody who doesn't believe. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't believe, you don't you don't really have a promise that when you die you're going to be with God, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So so anyway, um, the point is the Bible says you only live once. It does not say now for those of you that have you know have heard of other religions and what they teach and stuff. I can I, I'm not going to rank on them or say that they're you know this or that. I will say though that what we believe, what you and I believe from what we've gotten from the Bible, is that you live your life once mm-hmm. and so then the direct, you go into eternity. The direct quote from the Bible is that. It is appointed for man once to die, and then the judgment. So yeah. you have you live your life, mm-hmm. and then you die once, and then you go before God and are accountable for, for your life. how you lived. <laughs> now, now here's the interesting part. Because in order to talk about all this that we're going to do, we kind of have to preface it like we are. Um, here's the interesting part. You, if you. We don't believe in reincarnation. That's what I'm trying to get out. Mm-hmm. We don't believe that if you haven't done good in this life, then you come back as something else or someone else. Or a we don't, or yeah, mosquito, or or, or even another person. You or know, in my past life, I was a warrior or whatever. <laughs> you know, these things the Bible doesn't teach. It, it mm-hmm. teaches that we are we are given one shot in life, mm-hmm. and what we do with it counts, and we're responsible for what we do with our life. Now, here's the deal, though: none of us are perfect, so we all make mistakes. So you might be thinking, well. I'm in trouble then because I really have wasted my life or I did this bad thing in my life and I will never be okay. You know, Here's mm-hmm. the deal. That is why Jesus died on the cross for us so that if we accept what he did, then we get a free pass into eternity with God. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to worry about all the cruddy things that we've done. We mm-hmm. just need to concentrate on what we're doing now in our lives. Because well, what we do yeah. in our lives really impacts eternity. And the Bible says it is not God's will... That, that any, any should, perish. should perish, and that he says that, that all should come to everlasting. All should have ever. So he he wants us to be in heaven with sure, him. Absolutely. You know, I mean, sometimes people will make a choice, um, not to believe in God or not mm-hmm. to, um, you know, but that's their choice. 
um, you know, sometimes people will get down on Christians if they talk about hell or something, but it says in the Bible that God didn't create hell for people. That's right. He 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 doesn't want anyone to go there. Actually, it's, it says that hell was created for the devil and all his angels, mm-hmm. the demons, and it was never meant for mankind to mm-hmm. spend eternity in hell. Never. So okay, so let's get off of the religious aspect of it for a okay. moment, or the or the the biblical aspect for a moment. But but it, with that in mind, let me let you understand that the conversation we're going to have now is going to go into. <laughs> That whole idea of how do you get the most out of life while you have it? Mm-hmm. It's a great gift. It how is. A, it is. A, it's all of us are stewards over this thing called life. What we do with it is our choice. Mm-hmm. Now you may live in a different country, or you know, I don't know what the laws are around you, but really, we do live in a free world where we can do what we want to do. I mean, there are limitations, governmental things and stuff like that. But for the most part, we can live our lives the way we want to live it, or we can move somewhere where we can. Well, and, and so we are responsible yeah, for what we do. Especially in our own mind, in our own heart. You know, mm-hmm. we can choose to have joy and, and gratitude and, you know, our attitudes we have some right. control over. Exactly. So um, that's what we want to talk about. Now, here here's some, some things that we want to talk about very quickly. Uh, how do you know if perhaps life is getting you down? You're not... Um, and then I want to go into our Facebook poll that we did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I've got that up Oh, here, good, right? good. And we'll read that in a moment. But I want to read <laughs> this first. Because you may be... I think all of us at one time in our lives or more, uh, more for me, I've had many times that uh, life has kicked us around or done something and mm-hmm. I... And I get these symptoms. But you can tell if you're not getting the most out of life with some of the following symptoms. Mm -hmm. So let's read the first symptom. That is, if you're always tired, or no, no, you always want to sleep so you don't have to wake up and face reality. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been there? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have. I mean, we've gone through some tough times, you know, and Mm -hmm. sometimes you just like... Oh, do I have to get up and do that? Or you know. Well, I think when and, you when you you know when there is that is a symptom of depression actually, mm-hmm. um, or not wanting to face reality is is wanting to sleep all the time. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously there's physical things sometimes for that, but but for the most part that is that is definitely what a lot of people will do with sleep. You know, and that's why some people sleep a lot because mm-hmm. they don't want to face what's really going on in their it's lives. It's a, a coping mechanism, kind of like a. A drug of choice well, is, you know, just I understand. sleeping I mean, it off. If, you know, when my body was in pain, I wanted to sleep because I didn't feel the pain when I was asleep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the same emotional pain, too. Well, yeah. and so, you know, if you're having a really rough time in life and things are kicking you around, sometimes you just want to escape into slumber. That's why people will watch tons of movies or entertainment or 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 get into something really, get addicted to something because they mm-hmm. don't want to face what the reality is showing. Well, and and it's important, though, if you're going through a stressful time that you get enough sleep. Maybe not sleep all day, but try to get your eight hours in. Sure. You know, so sleep is, it it can be good, but anything taken to extreme is not good. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're using it to um, be in denial and not face things, it's not the most positive thing. Well, and excessive drinking Mm -hmm. and, and using drugs and stuff. That is actually um, that's that is actually a sign that you're not living life to its fullest either. Some people think that partying it up and doing all this different stuff is is you know, what we're living life to its fullest. But you really think about that for a moment. If you have a toothache and you go to the dentist and you need your tooth work done, you aren't going to want that work done 
um, without some something to numb that pain. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to ask for Novocaine to shoot it into your you know mouth or whatever they use, or laughing gas or whatever, so that they can get take that pain out, and so it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of times people will they'll drink or they'll do drugs because they're feeling overwhelmed by life and they want to forget about yeah. their mundane life or maybe they're just not fulfilling their purpose in life and they're they just go to work and they come home and they don't really have anything else they do and and they eat food and they don't really like it and they're just not living life to its fullest so what do they do mm-hmm. they get drunk they get stoned so well, they can escape the reality of what can, they're feeling you can use food like that too absolutely I mean, there's anything you can yeah. use or or spending. I, sure. I've known some people that go out and just go and go shopaholic and just and spend money run up they their don't credit really cards, yeah. have yeah. because they're trying to medicate. Medicate. Yeah. yeah. And I also think the other thing that when when um, a lot of times we're inhibited by life and when we when we take drugs and we drink and stuff, that oftentimes takes the inhibition away and then we are somebody that we want to be, but we didn't have the guts to be when we were sober. And unfortunately, the bad part about abusing any substance, whether it be drugs, alcohol, spending, whatever, mm-hmm. it does come back to haunt you. It does. It you basically have to pay the price for anything that is your master. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Is that sometimes we use something thinking that we're in control of it, and mm-hmm. then pretty soon it, it controls, controls us. us. Yeah. And, you oh, know, that's, that's the danger with any kind of um, abuse of, sure. you know, of anything, you know, is video games, um, you name it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can we can list a whole lot of things mm-hmm. that we can use to medicate. Yeah. Now, there's nothing wrong with it in in um, what do you call it? Um, non-abusive ways. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes there's or non-excess. For for medication, I, we had a friend that that had an amputation this mm-hmm. last year, yeah. and if he had not had pain reliever, oh, he gosh. would have died from the pain. Yeah, literally. And, I mean, he he literally would have died from the extreme pain he was under. Yeah. Sometimes, pain medication is necessary. What the problem is, is if you continue to use pain medication. When it isn't physically necessary, when right, it, when right. you're using it to medicate your your soul or your emotions, sure, and um, and it can be it can get bad can really get really fast, addicting and controlling your life. <laughs> okay, so so there's another thing that if you're if you find yourself um, excessive amounts of drugs and alcohol or anything, mm-hmm. excessive escapism, shopping or cereal, then, then perhaps <laughs> perhaps life has you down. Yeah. Um, you're not living life to its fullest then. How about this one? You find yourself always tired and negative. Mm-hmm. I've been that way before, obviously. She's just looking no at me. No comment. <laughs> she knows when my blood sugar isn't good or when I'm not doing well because... It gets grumpy. Yeah. And, it, you know, we all do that from time to time. Some of us more than others. Um, so that's an, another symptom. How about this one? Uh, you find yourself complaining more than you usually do. You can yeah. tell if life is getting you. Mm-hmm. And you can't see the positive in anything. You just Anymore, see yes. the negative. Yes. Uh, and again, there are times we all go through this. But if we live there for a long period of time, we may be in trouble of not savoring life. Mm-hmm. And life needs to be savored. Mm-hmm. How about this? Um, friends drop off from your life. Mm-hmm. Do you know that when you start to lose friendships and, and people that you have known for a long time, a lot of times that's because of the way of your behavior. 
You know, my mom is an inspiration to me. She's 80 years old. Mm -hmm. She volunteers at something almost every day. She's just very active in her community and driving people to appointments and helping out in the the um, f- clothing banks and food banks and all different kinds of things, nursing homes. One thing that she told me a while ago is that she tries to say yes as much as possible when people invite her to things mm-hmm. because she's noticed that people who always say no, that people stop asking. Yep. And, you know, we have, you know, some people that are older that, oh, no, I I don't feel like I can do that. I don't feel... And eventually, you're just going to stop asking them to go do things with you, you know, if they're always saying no. And so that's, you know, one thing that that we have to think about. You know, I mean, there are going to be times where it won't work out for you to do something, but as much as possible... Well, that and people don't want to be around somebody that's negative. They mm-hmm. really don't. I mean, they do skits on Saturday Night Live called Debbie Downer. You know, wah, wah, wah. She's always talking about somebody's disease or, you know, something bad happening or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we we all have Debbie Downer moments. And we all have friends in our lives that are De- Debbie Downers. And you look around. Nobody wants to be close to those people. Yeah. Because why would you want to? Well, because it's depressing. Right. And, and <laughs> so. then And then... We have to look at our own lives and say, now, am I, have I been being that way? Because yeah. a lot of times when there's difficulties in relationships, we've been being difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about this one? You, can, you know if life's got you down, if uh, things that bring, used to bring you joy don't anymore. Mm. So if there's hobbies that you've had or things that you used to do and it just doesn't have the same oomph in it anymore, mm-hmm. maybe life has got you down. Maybe you have to look and say, maybe I'm not savoring life like I should be. How about this one? Um, uh, you feel like you're missing something. Hmm. You ever felt like you're missing something? I'm usually too busy to feel like I'm missing something. But, I mean, I... I've been there before where I've just felt like, gosh, what am I missing? Is it just not... I guess it's that, that feeling of there's there's nothing like feeling fulfilled in life. And when you don't feel fulfilled, it's missing. It is. Mm-hmm. And I think because... God really wants our lives to be fulfilled. He really does want us to have a life that's fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean it's always going to be easy. No. Doesn't mean we're never going to go through bad things. Doesn't mean that, you know, crazy stuff will, won't happen to us. Um, but I think it, it does. there is a, a moment in time where no matter what's going on around us, we're okay inside. Mm-hmm. And that's, some, that's sometimes very elusive for people. I know mm-hmm. it is for me sometimes. You know, just missing something. I'm not quite satisfied with where i'm at i don't think we ever should be completely satisfied with where we're at but we need to be okay with us and i think part of that um is more with different personalities too i i have a more phlegmatic personality so i'm pretty content a lot of the time i i'm not um oh not that a type person that's always striving for something right i'm usually basically pretty content with the way things are um which can be a negative too um i mean the bible says to be content that's why god gave you me but but yeah we have a balance here because you you tend to be 
I have more highs and lows than you do. Yeah, I tend to be more even. Even, but I do have down days and I do have happier days, and yeah, you know, but yeah. it's just closer to the middle. <laughs> but, but we um we balance each other out sure. because you know sure. I ha- usually if you're having a time where you're thinking, oh, you know, I haven't spoken it in church for a few weeks, and you're you know you get a lot out of doing. Something social. Something social. And yeah. and I say, you know what? You're still, you're doing the podcast and you're doing this and you're ministering, this, you know. Um, and I, I'll try to encourage you. But, um, yeah, th- part of it's different personalities and, yeah. Yeah. and what, you know, that kind of thing. But, yes. but you have to look at the weaknesses in your personality and, and try to find some encouragement and some balance there. Sure. Well, and two, you know, again, we believe in our faith because we believe in God and and we've asked Jesus to be in our hearts. Um, there is a, it, it, basically faith is you, you live your life once, you don't get another chance. Mm-hmm. And so once you are done with this life, then you go on into eternity uh, and you don't take anything with you. You know, I mean, Egyptians, you know, you can see they're buried, you know, the, the, when they unbury the, unbury, mm-hmm. when they open the tombs and stuff, they have all these different, they have their servants with them and they have their, their treasures and all these different things in their tomb and everything. Quite honestly, what we believe is you, you come into this world naked and you leave it naked. In other words, you don't take anything with you except the relationships that you had. In other words, how you treated people and how, if you loved God or not. Leaving a legacy. Right. And that's really what you take with you Mm -hmm. into eternity as far as we're concerned. Yeah. You know, we don't, like, again, we're not going to rank on other people, but that's what we believe. And so it's really important how we treat people and how we, and, and how, how we love people. Our love for God is really the only thing that matters in the end, how we love God and how we love people. Yeah, and that's what Jesus said. I don't know how many weeks on our podcast that we said, well, you know, people have asked Jesus what are the two most important things to do, and he says, love God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. Right, well, and get this. This is an interesting statement. I I wrote this down. How you love others depends on what you think of yourself and eternity. Mm -hmm. Now think about that for a moment. How we care about other people depends greatly on what we think Mm. is awaiting us. Yeah. Because I know some very bitter, cold-hearted people mm-hmm. that treat people nasty because they don't have any hope. Yeah. They're just they're kind of just mumbling through life trying to figure out what they're going to do, so they treat other people like crap. Well, and and when Jesus said love your neighbor as you love yourself, it's kind of built in that we're supposed to love and respect ourselves. Yeah, which is really a hard thing because on one aspect you can't you're not supposed to be arrogant and full of yourself, no. which is different. But but you should value who God made you to be mm-hmm. and and value and take care of yourself. Like I when we were going through this stressful time with your health, um I wasn't sleeping real well cuz I was concerned about you. So what the next night I decided I'm exhausted. I need to get to bed early. And I went to bed early. And, and you know, that might sound selfish, but I, I said, if I don't take care of myself, I'm no good to you. Right, <laughs> so, right. you know, sometimes you have to take care of your own body, your own emotional health, your own physical health, yeah. your own spiritual health, or you're not going to be good to anybody else. Right. So, um, so, and I noticed just last night I was at Walmart and I got a little 
kind of creepy feeling. Mm-hmm. I was kind of nervous because um, a guy in front of me was getting into a refrigerator unit. And um, I could tell he was mumbling. I think he was either inebriated or on drugs. I could tell he hadn't bathed in probably weeks. Right. And I was a little bit nervous that he might hurt me. Why? Because he was just came off with this persona of being angry and mean and mumbling and right right and i i could tell he didn't care for himself and when people don't care about them their own self taking care of their own selves um they probably don't care about anybody else yeah and i've heard a statistic before that the majority of people who were homicidal like wanting to hurt other people or kill, kill other, other people, people yeah. um, were also suicidal. The two go hand in hand. If you don't yes. value your own life, yeah. you're not going to value the lives of others around you. Well, and we've heard the term before, hurt people hurt people. Mm-hmm. And that's very, very true. Yeah. And yeah. and the challenges, what we're talking about today, what if you're a hurt person? Right. How, how do you save her life? How, how do you... Do you yeah. And in our scripture today, we we had um, Jacob, another name for him was Israel. Who was anyway, Joseph's dad. Joseph's dad. And um, Jacob was hurt. He lost his son. Yeah. He thought his son was dead. Killed, yeah, killed by an animal. Yeah. And and he was hurting inside. He was grieving yeah. for years, for yeah. decades. Yeah. You know, it had been a long time. But he was still hurt. And when he found out the good news about his son being alive. What does the Bible say? It said it revived him. Yeah. It revived him. And that's what we're talking about today. So if there, someone's there, in a slump, how does that it is, revive? That is a key that good news revives people. <laughs> I think it's the Living Bible that in one of the Proverbs says, that good news puts fat on the bones. Yeah. And in other words, it makes you healthy. It gives right. you a feeling of vitality in life if right. you have good news. So here's the key then, or here's the question. Not the mm-hmm. key, the question. What do we do to save her life? How do we save her life? Even Because all of us are going to go through times. All of us have things in our lives that are not going well. So how do we save her life? We ask that question. Mm-hmm. How do you save her life? And we got a lot of different responses. Yeah. Not a huge amount, but we got some. And um, we got about 14, I think. Okay, so <laughs> anyway. let's, let's see. How do, peop- how do people out there, our listening audience mm-hmm. and Facebook friends and Twitter friends, how do you save her life? Well, Wendy says, every day I try to remember what a gift life is. Just about all of us have lost loved ones. We talked about that today in the mm-hmm. scripture. Yeah. God has given me more time with the ones um, here, and I intend on savoring every moment. That's good. Very good. On on Twitter, my friend Joe from Canada says, by making sure I take time to do things I really enjoy with my wife. Mm. And, he, you know, he's he's a newlywed. I, ha, Joe, how long have you guys been married? A year or two? 
Well, anyway, I just, I love. <laughs> you I, expect him to answer you back. <laughs> oh, well, I just wondered. Um, he listens to the podcast. So, okay. Joe, um, I do notice, and, and I notice from his Twitters and from his Facebook and stuff, he does a lot of really cool things with his wife. They go on trips. They go out to dinner. They they go skiing. They do all this different stuff. And he totally lives what he just said. That's how he savors life, spending mm-hmm. time with the people he loves. That's really good. How about another one? Um, Corin says, with cheese. <laughs> And a nice glass of Merlot and your spouse by your side in the quiet of a warm fall evening when the leaves are just starting to turn. Oh, my goodness. Nostalgic. And the sky is just beginning to deepen into the nighttime hues of blue. Oh, gosh. Very poetic. You're going to write a novel here pretty soon. I love it. I love it. That's great. Very descriptive. Quote some love poetry to your wife. That's right. Well, now you think about that. that what What he just wrote is fantastic because... There's a picture in his mind of how he savors life. And just like a, when you eat a gourmet meal or, or you're eating that piece of chocolate that you haven't had in a long time or, you're, <laughs> or, you, or you, you get to watch that movie that you really, really enjoy and you get to watch it with someone, there's, there's moments in time where you just got to take a moment and savor it. And yeah. that's, how, that's how he does it. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. I've got one here um, from my friend Trekker Forever on twitter and uh, she said the most beautiful thing in life are those you can't buy spending time with your fam taking in nature that is how i do it while thanking god mm-hmm. and so that's that's how she savors life uh, just spending time with her family and and in nature and just getting out and just being with her family mm-hmm. how about another one um, Tiffany says, I try to enjoy the time I spend with my son, even when he's screaming, um, and I'm tired and he won't take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> he's already proven to me that babies grow up fast. Yeah. I can't believe he's so big now. Every day he does things that I don't expect. Wow. And you remember those days, savoring the moments when the kids were small. I just, I still can remember the little look on the baby's faces when they're just sleeping peacefully. And then they grow up. Yeah, it was fun. And then you're glad when they sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tiffany, for that. We appreciate that. Yeah. Um, my friend Steve, <laughs> he said, he said, how do I save her life with my vinyl records? He loves vinyl. He loves records. And then he wrote, you know, I really liked your impromptu question today. I didn't even have to think about my answer. Made me appreciate my records more, though. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I love that. But you know what? I really, you know, I love listening to music. And that is, that's how I save her life sometimes, too. So yeah. I completely understand. What else do you have? Timothy says, I save her life by hanging out with friends and enjoying whatever I'm doing. As best as possible, whether that's gaming, talking, or anything else, enjoying the small things like free iPod games. And he has a little smiley face. Sweet. You know, what I think is really cute is that his icon on Facebook is a picture of you and he playing lightsabers in the Star Wars store we came up to visit. Oh, that's so funny. (laughs) Well, see, he savored that moment. Yep. Savoring life. All right. On Twitter... I also have this one. Um, uh, uh, Butterfly Amanda says, Being with and loving my friends, going out and doing new and interesting things as often as I can. What about you? Hmm. Good question. So, that again, we see a theme kind of going through these about spending time with people you love. That really is a key of save, to savoring life. It really is. 
Mm-hmm. So um, she asked how we save her life. How do you save her life, Amy? Well, to me, the simple things are what bring me the most joy and that I enjoy the most. I like hiking and like going on walks with you. I like playing Scrabble with my mom or... or um, You don't like playing with me because I win. You're more competitive. <laughs> no, I do enjoy playing Scrabble with you, especially... Sure. You know, um, when you win, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I enjoy the simple things. I like just being with my family or reading, doing quiet things, enjoying nature. Yeah, yeah. simple things. That's good. What do I do to save her life? Um, I listen to really loud music on my iPod in my stereo system in the car. How do I save her life? Um, I like a really good meal. I like savoring that with my family. They don't all eat the same thing, though, so that's kind of interesting. <laughs> you have um, your red meat and pork, and we have our chicken breast with no skin or bone. <laughs> I like looking at the stars. That's a, that's I like savoring life that way, and just looking at God's creation and wondering and dreaming. And I love. I think playing music is one of my favorite things to savor life. I don't get to do it as. I mean, I play. I create in the studio. I used to be in, in bands and stuff, and that I think. Some of those times when we were doing worship music and stuff like that were probably my favorite times of playing music and savoring life. It was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay, any more? Oh, there's a bunch more. Okay. Gregory says, the calm of nature, it's the best when my kids are there and my friends. Sometimes I steal away to find quiet time, answers and the quality time as it is very scarce. Mm, yeah. Life moves fast, and sometimes mm. it goes too fast. Yeah. Lisa says, trying new things and enjoying when others try new things, like running outside with Knowles, that's her little boy, to find out um, what that noise is, helicopter, or taking Savannah's first entry to the county fair. Mm-hmm. So she's enjoying the- Savoring those moments in time. You don't get those back. Yeah. They just happen. And- they grow fast. Yeah, yeah. What else you got? Um... Corby says, some fafa beans with a nice, and I don't know what that, it's spelled chanty, but I don't know if that's what that is. Because you're not a... a I'm not, I'm not very sophisticated. <laughs> <laughs> so, chianti, I don't know if that's a wine or, I, I or what know. that is. I, so. We don't drink, so we don't know. Maybe, it could be some kind of pasta. I don't, I, I would I have d- no idea. <laughs> you could look it up. Okay, well... <laughs> Or Corby, let us know what yeah. that is. <laughs> so I, I was a farm from, girl, so. We're all from Aberdeen, <laughs> Aberdeen, Washington. I grew up a stew and biscuits. You got to fill me into fancy stuff. <laughs> okay, what's next? Not that fava beans are fancy. I think I've heard of those. Okay. <laughs> They're right. white bean, I think. Okay, okay um, Mark says, Our lives are a gift from God, and like all gifts, they are meant to be opened and enjoyed. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm -hmm. We open them through relationships. Thus, the more numerous and meaningful the relationships, the more the gifts we get to enjoy. I have found that... i got to click on see more. I have found that not everyone knows that, and therefore have not been able to enjoy the gift they have. Mm -hmm. I savor the times... That that through the relationships, God has blessed me with 
I can help others to open their gifts and watch them start enjoying the gift God has given them. That's good. Eternal life in Jesus, my Lord. Cool. And do you have any more? I have like five more. So do you need me wow, to read Wow, go quickly? for it. Yeah. Um, John says, duh, with Lifesavers, the band. Anyone remember them? I do. I okay. remember the Lifesavers. They were a Christian band way back when. And... Um, I think they did. They have something to do with Daniel Amos, or were they from the seventy sevens? I can't remember. Yeah, anyway, go, sure. ahead. go ahead. Carol says, "Well said, Mark." So she's commenting on Mark's. Yeah. Adam said, "A quiet evening in front of my computer, playing a game, listening to the voice of the Spirit talk to me about what is to come, who I am, what's important, and what matters." Excellent. Being with God is the most important thing ever. Nice, Adam. That was very good, and I think that's very that's a good way to save her life. And then we have two more. Um, Troy says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Forgetting those things which are behind, I press on toward the goal of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. What I used to savor, I count as loss for excellent of knowing him. I savor the day when I see him face to face. And he says, well done good and faithful servant wow that is totally that you know that's mostly scripture what he quoted Mm -hmm. there and uh and i really like that idea of um savoring life having to do with doing what god has created you to do and not looking back but looking forward that's really Mm -hmm. really good and looking forward to the day where where god says well done kid that's really excellent yeah good comment thank you troy one last one um chris says intercessory prayer and that means praying for others right um when fun the fun comes when god lets you see um him answer them so he likes that is cool he likes god praying answer. for so he savors life by praying for people that's really and cool. then he likes seeing when god answers his you prayers. know and I, you know that's funny because now that i think about it when amanda asked what we savor i i think that um I really enjoy praying for everybody that writes in prayer requests and stuff, and and I do like seeing the answers come. There. That is a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I, and you know, the other thing I really um, um, savor life with is I like to encourage people. So if there's ways that I can help people or encourage somebody, um, I love to buy somebody's groceries, or I, I love to, or to bless them somehow without them knowing or whatever. That those are times that I savor. That that's when life really tastes good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I think we watch the cooking channel a lot. <laughs> I just like it. I like watching the cooking channel. Uh, and and I'm trying to lose weight. It's the not sad part about that it. is you can you can't taste the stuff unless you make it yourself. They they should have taste of vision, but uh, <laughs> or smell of vision. Smell of vision. Yeah. Oh no, because if they didn't have that smell of vision without taste of vision, not good. That would be bad. Yeah. But anyway, um, I, I it's interesting when they talk about savory dishes and stuff and mm-hmm. how. There's something that just leaves a good taste in your mouth, and uh, and that it just causes you to have joy and things like that. And I think that's what savoring life is. So I thought we could end the podcast by doing ten quick things to be able to savor life, and then play a song um, by Michael W. Smith. Uh, the song is was written for Cassie Burnell, who was the girl that in the Columbine um, uh, oh, massacre okay. in the school. Uh-huh. She was the girl in the library that the one of the kids shot because he asked if she believed in God, and she said, yes, I do, and he mm-hmm. shot her in the head. And I know that sounds morbid, but um, when it came out, what Cassie was like, she lived every moment like it was her last, and no exception in how she died. And so this guy wrote this song, and it's just 
fabulous. Oh my gosh, brings tears to your eyes, but inspires you to live mm-hmm. your life every moment. You just don't know. And yeah. uh, so we'll play that song after we're done. So t- ten quick things because we want to. We don't want to make the podcast too long here. Okay. Um, ten quick things that we can do to save our life. Okay. The very first thing is get things right with God. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really am a firm believer that if, if well, and we believe that God created us. And if God created us, then he know, He is the, the maker. So if you had a car or you had a, an electronic gizmo or whatever, and you wanted to fix it or you wanted it to work correctly, you would read the manual or you talk to the person who made it. Mm-hmm. And I think that life never really works correctly, not the way it's supposed to. It may work, and it may be okay, but it's not fulfilling, and it's not really everything it's supposed to be until you get to know the author of life. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he fearfully and wonderfully made us. Mm -hmm. And it also says that he wants us to have life and that life more abundantly. Correct. He wants us to choose life, so the, the, abundant life. So how do we get right with God? To me, there's no real, I don't know, there, there's no real formula other than what I can see in the Bible. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is your boss and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Mm-hmm. And that's really, that's, that's really the only requirement is to believe in what Jesus did for us. And that's how we get right with God. And when we say saved, I, I think one good definition of that is plugged back into God. Yes. That we've kind of been separated mm-hmm. from God, from our own choices, our own um, selfishness. And when we accept what Jesus has done for us, it plugs us back in. Good. Okay. okay, second thing to savor life. How do you really get the taste out of life like it needs to be? And I think um, the second one is really good. What is that? Take time to smell the roses. Literally. Yeah. And, you know, God has done so many wonderful things. I think that really comes down to... Sorry, I'm moving my chair again. It's <laughs> creaking noises. Come down to being thankful and having an attitude of gratitude well, I mean, I was thinking more of slowing down in life mm-hmm. long enough to... Some people will go through their whole, like like days, without ever gazing up at the stars. Mm-hmm. Or or days without ever looking at the flowers in their yard. Or the or stopping for a moment to watch the cat play. Or, or you know, or the dog, you know, run around. Or, or, or stopping for a moment and just watching and looking around them and just appreciating mm-hmm. what's around them. And I think that's really important that if you really want to save your life, take time to smell the roses. Take a break and look around. Mm-hmm. Number three we have is plan to spend time with people you love. Mm-hmm. Life gets so crazy busy. And you know what? Just because we're making money doesn't mean that that replaces the time that you get to spend with people. Because you know what? People love to spend time with you. Mm-hmm. And and if we take the time to spend the time with people we love, we won't have any regrets when things are over. Yeah. I'll never forget my grandpa um, when he passed away. Um, I'll just never f- forget how he he really cared about money a lot and things. And so when he passed away, he died with like $900 cash in his fanny pack, and he never went anywhere. So yeah. that was a security <laughs> blanket to him. And really the only thing that he took with him was the time that he spent with the people that he loved and that he, he had lived his life in a way that he didn't have a whole lot of people around him. And that's really mm-hmm. a sad thing. So we don't, I don't want to get to the end of my life and be alone. 
you know, I want to I want to be able to spend time with people and tell them you love them today. Don't wait until they're gone to tell it at their funeral. They won't know. Mm-hmm. So you know, appreciate the people around. Spend my, time with my people dad you love. used to have a saying: bring flowers to people while they're alive. They're not going to appreciate them once they're dead. It's very true. That's <laughs> totally know. true. Okay, what's the next one? Okay, number four is write a list of blessings in your life. This really works. I remember my counselor saying to me, before you, when you're having a rough time, before you get out of bed, Rick, count ten things that you're thankful for. You know, I was just listening to an audio book mm-hmm. about gratitude and stuff. Um, it's by Debbie McComb, I think. Okay. Anyway, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right. But anyway, she talked about the healing benefits of being grateful and that they've actually done scientific studies where they had um, people with muscular diseases and a lot of pain Mm -hmm. and they had one group do a gratitude journal and write down three or four things every day that they were thankful for. And who had less pain? It was the, the group that had the gratitude that they focused on were in much less pain than the other group there you go so i mean there's physical benefits to um writing a list of writing blessings. a list of blessings in your and life you know nowadays can, especially people that listen to us they can just jot they can get out an e- you can do it right now you could get out an email just push on new message mm-hmm. and type one to yourself yeah. and write down 10 things that you're thankful for that you're that are a blessing in your life i guarantee you your attitude will change I mean, yeah. And you savor, you begin to savor life that way. It doesn't have to be a pen and paper, I think, kind of that way. And, but yeah, and, you could do it on your Palm Pilot or right, your or, iPod or right. whatever you have. Well, when and when you do that, watch how opportunities open up that you can bless them. It's mm-hmm. amazing how all of a sudden, you know, if you don't take the time to count your blessings, you won't do much with them. Well, one of the things that she was talking about, because the book was actually about blessing others, like it's called One Simple Act or One Small Act or something. And she said the reason why she talked about counting your blessings first or being grateful is she she said you can't give unless you realize how blessed that you already are. Mm -hmm. Like out of the abundance of our hearts and and how full our hearts, when we realize how good God has been to us, then we want to give back and give to other people. I hope this is encouraging people today. How about the next one? Um, number five. Number five is take care of yourself. I talked about that earlier. Yeah, we already it's did like about that. You can't, you can't take care of others if, if you're you don't not take care, care of yourself. So, in other words, watch out for your health. You want to save your life, then feel good. Yeah. You know, um, number six is really important. Move around. Yes. Very important to move around. I know for me that's hard because I like sitting in front of the computer, but <laughs> so important for me to move around. That makes me yeah. savor life. You know, you get out, you take a walk, you can smell the fresh air and you hear the sounds and there's just something about moving around. Well, it's a good thing. And yesterday on our walk, we came into, we ran into somebody, um, not ran into them literally, but we saw someone drive up in a car that we used to go to church for and found out some ways we could pray for them. Yeah, and then, it was nice to see and her. And then we saw um, my niece, nephew's mm-hmm. wife, and, mm-hmm. and their little baby. And their baby, little baby and their dog. And, their dog. Mm-hmm. We had and a good got talk to visit with them. Yeah. them. And so you just you don't know what happens when you move around. Get out and move around. You don't know, life. know what you can find. It's pretty exciting. Number seven, tell others what you think about them now. Don't wait till later. Mm-hmm. Positive things. Positive things. <laughs> We're supposed to build each other up, That's not right. tear each other down. We're almost done. Number eight, say I love you to the people you love. Yeah. 
Don't wait until they're gone to say that you love them. Mm-hmm. Make sure you tell someone today. Even if it's uncomfortable, start saying it because the more you say it, the more you'll do it and the more they'll know it. Mm-hmm. And that's just really important to save your life. We need to tell the people we love that we love them. Mm-hmm. How about this one? Number nine. Do something kind for someone every day and give to strangers. You will never know the joy and the fulfillment in life until you start to do something kind for someone every day. And and, and really that's an important thing. When you, with no benefit for yourself, if you do something nice for someone else, you will find that that is a way that you can save her life. Life means more when you can bless someone. Mm-hmm. And especially when you don't get any reward for it. Just in itself, it's a reward. Mm-hmm. And God loves it when people are givers. Yeah. And uh, I just think it's so important to do something kind, do something kind for somebody around you or maybe a neighbor. And then when you get a chance to do something kind for a stranger, do it. Buy the guy begging on the street, go buy him a sandwich and take it to him. You know, the, the, um, uh, buy a coat for somebody that needs a coat, uh, pay somebody's light bill, um, you know, drop off groceries at somebody's, um, house on their doorstep, knock on the door and run away before they see you <laughs> who is that man running away from our porch dear and you know what i mean and hope they don't call on the, call yeah, the police somebody today. dropped off like 20 dollars worth of groceries anyway okay and then the um, last one but ev- not least everyone has the same amount of time in the day make your time count seize the day mm-hmm. seize the moment how, what is that carpe how do you say that I don't know. I don't know. I'm not good at saying that. Anyway, I don't care. All I know is it means seize the day. So take the moment that you have. We all have the same amount of time in the day. Do something with the time that you have. And that's a great segue right into the song. Yeah. Let's okay. do it. All right. Okay. This is a song by Michael W. Smith. Smooth? Smith. <laughs> uh, and it's called uh, This Is The Time. We'll be back in a moment to pray with you, and then we'll close. It was a test we could all hope to pass. None of us would want today Faced with the choice to deny God and live For her there was one choice to make This was a time, this was a dance She lived every moment, left nothing to chance She swam in the sea, drank of the Embrace the mystery of all she could be This was her time Though you are mourning and grieving your loss Death died a long time This was a time, this was a dance She lived every moment, left nothing to chance She swam in the sea, drank of the deep Embraced the mystery of all she could be What if tomorrow, and what if today Faced with the question
Well, there you go. Michael W. Smith, This Is The Time. Cool song, huh? Very cool. Rather emotional, but uh, hopefully inspirational to us all to live every moment we can to the best of our ability. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you really enjoyed the show. We would love it if you would get a hold of us and let us know what you think of Take Him With You. Uh, you can write to us at rick at takehimwithyou.com. You can go to takehimwithyou.com, the website. And you can always get a hold of us that way. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rick.moyer and facebook.com slash amy.moyer. Uh, how else can they get a hold of They can see our YouTube videos. I haven't been doing as many YouTube videos lately. I'm going to get back on that. Um, on youtube.com slash rickmoyer777. Mm-hmm. Is there any other things that they can do to get a hold of us? I think that's primarily it. Okay. Yeah. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Let's say a word of prayer, and then we'll close. Father, we thank you so much for the life that you've given us. And we are so grateful, Lord, for being able to be a steward over what you have given us. And we pray, God, that you would help us to make the moment and the, the each day count and seize the moment, Lord. Thank you for loving us so much. Thank you, God, for uh, allowing yourself to be nailed on the cross and 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 take our lives upon yours we so appreciate that and we thank you for raising from the dead and for offering us eternity if we only believe in you that's such a cool thing thank you thank you so much for this life lord help us not to take it for granted but to live our lives to the fullest for you and to bless those around us we pray in jesus name amen amen a little rambly there sorry I didn't know this. Okay. All right. (laughs) Well, everybody, have a great day. We will be back next week with another exciting episode of Take Him With You. Take Him With You is a Moyer Multimedia production. Oh, wait a minute. Moyer Multimedia LLC production. All copyright 2010. All rights reserved. Thank you, dear. Oh, where are we going to say what we're doing next week? Are we going to? Well, it says on here, introduce next week. Okay. And it says, judge not, lest ye be judged. Yes, we're going to be talking about um, judging. What happens when we judge others? Um, and it says, the common disease in humanity. It plank is. Plank eye. 
plank eye. So do you have the disease of plank eye? We'll find out next week on Take Him With You. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. Hey, Guildies. This is Kenny from Knights of the Guild podcast, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. I'm here with some really cool news. Not only are we still continuing our regular podcast, microcast, and minicast, we've now added companion casts. A companion cast is a podcast that coincides with a new episode of The Guild, and will take you behind the scenes of that specific episode. I was fortunate enough to be on set during filming of Season 4 and got exclusive interviews with cast and crew as they finish their scenes for that day. I also sit down with the creator of The Guild, Felicia Day, as well as the producer, Kim Evie, and the director, Sean Becker, and get insights into the workings of this fantastic web series. So when you're finished watching a new episode of The Guild, be sure to go to knightsoftheguild.com and download the companion cast for some fun behind-the-scenes information. The Treks in Sci-Fi Podcast. Stand by to receive our transmission. Sci-Fi Entertainment News and Commentary. I am Locutus of Borg. Star Trek Episode Analysis. Captain of the USS Enterprise. Pokey religions and ancient weapons. Collectibles, toy, and prop reviews. I am to misbehave. The weekly Treks in Sci-Fi podcast with your host Rico at treksinsci-fi.com. This is Jeff from Champ Podcast. After you finish listening to this excellent podcast, I invite you to come listen to ours. My co-host Jason and myself cover open wheel auto racing, focusing on Formula One and IndyCar. Each podcast we review the races, we talk about drivers and teams, and all the news and rumors as well. So come give us a go. We can be found at www.champpodcast.com, that's with one P, or in iTunes, search Champ Podcast. Champ Podcast, the world's fastest podcast. Hi, my name's Al. And my wife Joyce and I are big Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the place so much we started a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth. In our show, Tales from the Mouse House, we'll discuss some news and updates on the Disneyland Resort, reveal some amazing little-known gems we call hidden treasures, and we'll also review some of the rides and attractions that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And we'll review some places to satisfy your hunger attacks as well as offer up some tips and tricks we've picked up over the years that can help you get the most out of your Disneyland Resort vacation. So, after Rick and Amy have helped you along your spiritual path, check out Tales from the Mouse House in iTunes. And remember, make it a magical day.